Welcome everyone to another episode of Doe's Nose. This episode is being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys. Green organic energy drink, Hurley Oakley GoPro, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, Original Nutritionals, Mogalele Airlines, and Ultimate Predator Gear. Also, don't forget, if you're ever in Kona, definitely want to stop by Kona Coffee and Tea. That's where I get my morning crack on every morning. If you've never tried Kona Coffee, you're missing out, um, especially the ones made by Kona Coffee and Tea, because it is grown up on the slopes of Hualalai, uh, roasted and brought down fresh daily so that you and I can enjoy it. Um, if you go in there, you're greeted with a smile by everyone that works in there. They're awesome, incredible people. Um, I'm usually there first thing in the morning after I drop my kid off and just uh, hanging out with friends and drinking some of the best stuff on the planet. Um, you can check them out at KonaCoffeeAndTea.com. Order you some of that fresh, good Java. Oh, my God. So go get it. Kona Coffee and Tea. Um, you know, I just got done finishing working on the Iron Man with uh, Brian Bielman. And uh, we were actually taking photos. Uh, he works for Red Bull. So uh, he kind of brought me in on that. And we were taking photos and just having a blast. And um, it was pretty cool, man. Um, and I got to meet this guy named Brad Kelly. And Brad is a triathlete. And Brad has, uh, man, he's got a story to tell. And so I was able to get him and sit him down for an episode and, um, and talk about what's happened in his life and how he was able to make it into the World Championship Ironman right here in Kona, Hawaii. So uh, let's give Brad a big warm wel welcome to Doe's Nose. If you don't know, now you know. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, now you know. Everybody knows those knows. Brad, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, bud. Hey, I'm really, really excited to have you here on the show because um, I just met you the other day. Actually, what, about a week ago now? And uh, from a good friend of ours, uh, Megan Love. And I, I just got to say right off the bat, dude, I'm congratulations because you just finished something that has only a few people in this world are able to do, you know. And uh, you just finished the, the 2017 Kona Ironman World Championships, and that's pretty freaking gnarly. There's a lot of Ironmen, there's a lot of triathletes in the world, um, but this is like the top of the top, creme de la creme, and you made it to it, and you finished it, and you kicked ass. Um, the reason why I really wanted you on the show was because you have an incredible story. Um, when you started telling me about yourself last week, I was like, holy shit, you got to be kidding me. And I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but I want to give you a little teaser because um, this is a guy not too long ago that was told he couldn't even walk again. And that's you. And, um, you know, I want you to tell us about yourselves. I know you're, I know you're from Dallas, Texas. Um, and, uh, but you got such an incredible story. So let's, let's kind of, uh, you know, give me a little info about you or give everybody a little info about you. So I am from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I grew up in Nebraska, but, uh, moved down to Dallas, Texas in mid nineties, I guess. But, uh, been down there for a while and. 2003, mm -hmm. came down with a, uh, well, over a three-day period. Hands well, went numb. Well, well, before this even started, what 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 do you do for a living? What what did you do? What brought you to Dallas? Um, I just went down there with a friend uh -huh. and started working for UPS. I've been okay. with them for quite a while. I drive a truck, deliver the packages to the neighborhoods here. Right, right. We love you so, guys, too. Oh, yeah. We always leave little presents for you guys at Christmas and like stuff. Like the brown Santa. Right. <laughs> and um, 
So you moved to Dallas. Uh, were you ever an athlete before? I've been an athlete all my life. Yeah. Just kind of the average athlete. Uh -huh. Did some wrestling in high school and right. played football, baseball. Mm -hmm. So always an athlete. Right. So um, move ahead a little bit, and you're driving a truck, UPS truck in Dallas. And uh, break it down for me. So uh, just started out part-time, UPS. And then I went to uh, to drive in a truck, um, just delivering in their neighborhoods, and then uh, moved up to like the big rig. So normally the oh, so you're not driving the brown truck, you're driving the big semis. I drive the big semis. I go uh, cross country. Oh, sick. Yeah. So yeah, breaker breaker. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not really the typical Ironman athlete um, that you see at the truck stop every day. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. So uh, you're driving a truck, and then what happens? Um, and what year was this, by the way? This was in uh, 2003. Okay. I'd been at UPS about 13 years, I guess. Mm -hmm. Started there in the 90s, and uh, then in 2003, my life pretty much changed in a matter of about three days. Wow. Hands went numb, down to my elbows, and uh -huh. then uh, just fell flat on my face. Really? While you were working, or were you at uh, home? Or? No, I was at home. I thought I came down with the flu or something, and I, uh -huh. I'm not really one to not go into work, so I went in, just did my thing, came back home. Right. And then that third day, I just fell flat, and I couldn't get up, so I was rushed to the hospital, and um, they didn't know what was wrong. So for four days, they kind of poked and prodded at me for every little thing, test me for West Nile AIDS and sure. any possible disease that you can think of trying to figure out what was wrong right um, right and uh so what they find out they found out that uh after about four days they came back and said i had this rare autoimmune syndrome called guillain beret guillain beret yeah. how do you spell that uh g-u-i-l-l-a-i-n huh. and then beret is b-a-r-r-e right so what are the symptoms of it so the symptoms are it just affects your nervous system, uh -huh. and it's basically my own immune system attacking my own immune system. So, really? Yeah, so it paralyzed me, completely paralyzed me. So, um, Like from the neck down, from the waist down? From about the neck down. Yeah. Wow. So I was bedridden and paralyzed, and um, at that point they said, uh, Mr. Kelly, you've got to get a uh, five-day blood transfusion starting right now. Really? And what does that do? So that reverses the effects. It's um, basically there's some protein, I'll probably butcher this word, but immunoglobulin uh -huh. treatment that you have to do, and it reverses the effects of the Guillain-Barre. Okay. So it affects one in 100,000 people, if that gives you some sort of idea. I mean, Right. So. Wow. And um, so you get this blood transfusion for five days. Then what do they do? Are you... Are you in the hospital or they send you home or yeah i'm still in the hospital for a couple of weeks after that and they're kind of watching over me and uh then i leave the hospital wheelchair but before i left they uh they had told me that i might not ever walk normal again so here i am an really? athlete all my life and my life's pretty much devastated i mean i I didn't know what was going to go on. Right, right. But at the same time, you had no clue about Ironman or any of this kind yeah. of triathlete stuff. Um, you're going home thinking, okay, I'm not going to be able to go to the basketball court and play and or be able to play with your kids. Right. You know, yeah. that's got to be absolutely devastating. Um, sex life probably non-existent. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, thank God that changed, right? <laughs> but uh, um, So uh, you go home. You're in a wheelchair, and you break it down for me. Bring it out. So I uh, I wheel around in the wheelchair for a couple weeks, and I pretty much sucked wheeling around there, and then mm -hmm. got to be about a, two months, and I was like, man, I'm getting out of this dang thing. And right. I just decided I'm going to call up the lady that was going to do rehab on me and called her up, and I said, hey, man, just come over here and just beat the crap out of me. Right. So she would come over a couple times a day, and we'd go. Were just, you ready for that? No, I wasn't anywhere close. But yeah. I told her I was. Right. So that's what was kind of the whole story behind it too. Is she had had it before, so she knew what I was going through. And uh, your own physical therapist had had it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she had it really bad. I mean, hers was a lot worse than mine. And um, 
but yeah, so she knew exactly what I was dealing with. And, um, so yeah, she took me to the pool and lowered me down in that, that little chair and uh-huh. you know, all that stuff. I mean, I'd never been through that in my life. I mean, having to get in the wheelchair van and now how does a pool work as far, you know, I see it happen all the time. A lot of people that are paralyzed and have uh, spinal injuries and stuff like that. How does a pool get you back going? It kind of holds you up or. Yeah. So there's like, uh, there's no, it's kind of like when, when you're walking on the moon, there's not a whole lot of weight or pressure or whatever. So basically she'd lower me down and then I'd be, you know, she'd be right behind me with a walker and we're walking across the pool, uh-huh. you know, just doing the lap thing. And it was crazy. I mean, it, it just, I did that for months, just trying to learn how to walk again. Right. That's what it, it, uh, then, and then what? Swimming? Yeah. Um, I didn't start swimming. She moved me out of the pool back mm-hmm. to the walker and, you know, cane. And then I was able to walk on my own. But, uh, I didn't really start swimming or do any of the Ironman stuff until a little bit later. Yeah. And then, um, so what made you decide, hey, uh, I'm going to, you know, here I am, I'm learning to walk again. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna become a, a triathlete, <laughs> you know, because that's kind of like total opposite. Yeah, it is. So um, it took a while. Um, I didn't really go back to work right away. It took me about six, seven months before I went back to work. But uh, as soon as I got back, um, I really wasn't full strength. Right. And so it was a couple of years before I really felt even comfortable getting out, doing anything. I played a lot of softball and stuff and mm-hmm. did a, you know, I'd go to the gym and stuff, lift weights. And I mean, like I said, I was always an athlete, and, but um, the Ironman came a little bit later. That was about six years after the fact. Right. And um, would well, you just start off doing like little 5Ks yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and. Yeah, so I start out, they got different distances for these iron, uh, triathlons. So you start out with a little sprint distance, and uh, the first one I went out on, I mean, uh, it was a, like a 500-meter swim, and then you, do, you ride like 12 miles on your bike, and then you run a 5K, and that's kind of the starting uh-huh. distance of triathlons. And um, I met this guy in the gym, and I saw this Ironman shirt, and that really was kind of what I was like, man, that's really cool, you know? Yeah. And he's like, now, uh, did you think that, you know, because you see a lot of guys, you know, they're paraplegics and, and amputees and stuff during our Ironman. And um, they're in wheelchairs or specially made bikes and carts or whatever it is. Um, did you think, well, hey, maybe that's how I'm going to end up having to do this? Or um, At one time, uh, like I said, the, the Ironman, you know, just the whole goal of even doing triathlons and stuff was after the fact of... You know, I had already started walking and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, like when I was still in a wheelchair, I mean, I thought I guess I could do like marathons and stuff with the wheelchairs because I really did, you know, that thought crossed my mind when I would, you know, just be in the hospital and I was doing the, you know, <clears throat> wheeling around the wheelchair in my house. I was like, well, I guess worst case scenario, I mean, I can make my something of my life, you know, still be an athlete, I guess. Wheelchair right. basketball. I mean, you've seen it on TV. Sure, and stuff, sure. So. I've got friends out of that way yeah, as well, yeah, too. Yeah. So, And it was amazing watching some of these guys during this Ironman that were missing legs, you know, that were um, sitting in some of these super low-rider, three-wheel deals, and they're pedaling with their hands and just cranking it out there, man, busting ass. That, that, I mean, to me, that's pretty inspiring to think those guys are still doing that stuff. I mean, there was a, a race car driver, and I... I don't know what his name is, but there's a race car driver that did that. He got totally paralyzed in a really bad car wreck. Uh-huh. Um, but last year he did it, and he just totally destroyed the course. Wow, yeah. wow. Do you think they have an advantage being on wheels? You know what, there's times? a lot of times when I'm running, I yeah. wouldn't mind having them wheels again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, now, nah, man, those guys are working pretty hard. Right. You know, cranking uphill, you know. I think that'd be pretty tough. Yeah, I think so. You know, we've got some big hills and stuff yeah. here too. That's yeah. definitely for sure. I know I was working uh, the Ironman as a photographer for Red Bull, and so you know we're we're running all around the course. You know, from the bike to the swim, or the swim to the bike to the run, and uh, and then back to the finish. And you know, I'm getting to see all these different types of amazing people from every different age bracket there is from 
um, like we're talking about professionals to paraplegics to whatever. But these guys are top of the tops to be able to make it to this level of uh, Ironman because there's a lot of different Ironmans. And how many have you done? How so, did you get to make it into the Ironman? So the way I got here now, pretty much everybody that gets here has to qualify through mm-hmm. times and stuff. But they allow a, a certain amount of people through a legacy program. Right. And I'm part of that legacy. So I've done, I just finished my 15th Ironman. Um, but uh, you have to do 12 and then you get in this legacy program. And, um, but it's, uh, yeah, so everybody qualifies. They've all kicked butt in whatever, you know, course it is throughout the whole entire year. Sick. Yeah. Sick. So. And um, so how many races did you have to do? So I did, uh, well, like I said, uh, this, I did 14, 12 puts you in the legacy program. Yeah. And then you kind of, you go from there. Right on, right on. Well, you know, I got to tell you, it was pretty amazing. Um, now, when you started this race on Sunday, how was your training program, you know, just to get to that? So um, I'm not really one to take time off. Uh-huh. Um, and so I guess, uh, training, I'm training all the time. Right. I mean, I'm constantly, you know, no matter what it is every day, I'm going out doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing about what I have is, you know, the Guillain Beret. It affects my nerves all the time. Like there's times in my legs, I'll just feel like needles are just going in my, really? in my legs all the time. So is it, cap- is it possible that this can totally come right back? Yeah. And put you right back on your ass. Yeah. 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 Is that yeah. scary for you? Uh, you know what? You kind of get a, you gotta get over that fear. Right. I mean, if you don't, you, I mean, you can let it totally destroy you. I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, if you go out with anything, I mean, you got to get over the fear of just, Hey man, you can't worry about what's going to happen. If it does, you just deal with it, you know? Sure. Sure. So, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm constantly training and my average day, uh, for a run is probably 15 to 18 miles. Wow. And then uh, my average bike is over 100 miles. Wow. And then... And that's a daily routine. Um, that's not a daily routine, but I mean, if I'm really training for an Ironman, uh-huh. um, that's, what, uh, that's what I've got to do. How long uh, do you prepare in advance for the Ironman? So, a month, month and a half? Uh, no, you got to prepare a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever swam that much or... I mean, swimming to me yeah. kind of sucks. I really don't like it. Right. And so I don't spend a whole lot of time doing it. So my times always suck, but that's okay. I just kind of make it through it and then right. I deal with the the bike and the run and do all that. But um, no, it's uh, it's just one of those things, man. You just got to get out. And, and open ocean swims are a hell of a lot different than just being in a swimming pool yeah. or in a lake. Exactly. You know, you've got swells, you've got rips, you've got currents. Yeah. Um, just the whole shebang of everything. And then on top of that, I don't know how many people are in your division, but it's a fucking madhouse out there, dude. They were asking us, can you guys go under the water and uh, take some photos of the athletes going by? And it's like, are you kidding me? We're going to need some scuba gear for that because you're going to be underwater for so long. There's so many athletes, and it's you're you're pretty much... I, I hear stories about people just, you know, they're just trying to swim, but they're hitting other people. They're getting clocked in the back of the head, and people come out with black eyes and knots on their head. It's got to be nuts. Do you experience anything like that? I experience that stuff all the time. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a fairly big guy in, in the triathlon world. These other right. kids are, you know, you know, 130 pounds, but I just kind of put my elbows out. But I've had, I mean, i got to tell you, I've had a number of stories. I've had, uh, you know, scratched corneas from fingernails going in my really? eye and I've had I haven't had a black eye but I've had Vaseline in my eye and stuff having uh-huh. to do things one eyed and um, I mean yeah it's we call it the human washing machine when we're out there I mean that's yeah. what it is I mean if you watch it on TV I mean you'll see I mean there's just like splashing everywhere and you but think that would attract sharks too, man? You would. Yeah. You know, yeah. can you imagine if sharks were smart enough and they'd be like, "Hey, man, yeah. the Iron Man's coming to town," yeah. Yeah. and all these sharks gathered from everywhere. And then once the race started, it's just a madhouse man, of would. swimmers. It's like, "Hey, let's pluck one here, let's exactly. pluck one there." Be a good, you know? good feast, wouldn't it? It'd be a good <laughs> feast. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. But um, yeah, so it, it was pretty amazing. Um, now the now. 
how'd you do time-wise as far as the swim goes? So the swim I finished in one uh, thirty-three, I believe. Uh-huh. Hour and 33 minutes. So and was, and was how a, long is that swim? Is what, 2.4 miles? 2.4 miles. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not a very fast swimmer. I mean, some of those guys are knocking it out in under an hour, but I... Sure. I just... One of the things, man, I'm not really a swimmer. I've never been a swimmer. I uh-huh. just kind of deal with it and... What is your... What do you think is your strongest? So normally my, my strongest is the bike. Uh-huh. But uh, this course pretty much kicked my butt. Why? What was that? Uh... The winds out there by Javi were uh, the crosswinds. I know they were, right. yeah, I was told they were like 40 mile an hour and, and they were blowing the, the real lightweight people around. Right. And well, like I know they blow my car around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, they got to blow. I mean, here we are on 15 pound bikes and, yeah. you know. And, uh, Where was it on the course where you really started to feel it, you know, feel those winds kick in? Uh, is it uh, the Waikoloa, Manalani? Yeah. Yeah, Manalani's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. And that's what I was telling you uh, when we were talking a week before. I was like, dude, grab a scooter yeah. and just go do this bike bike run yeah. because that way you get to see how these hills go. Um, your scooter's going to slow down enough. You get to feel these winds. But Manalani's the tough one because it has a couple little hills in there yeah. and that wind just swirls in there. Yeah. And it comes cranking across, and you think, shit, it's in my face, and then boom, it's on my side, and then bam. And I don't know how this works, but how is it that you go out and you get the wind in your face, and then when you come back, you still have the wind in your face? That's... Yeah, I didn't know how that one worked. <laughs> I, I noticed that myself when um, I was over in the OTEC area as the guys, the pros were coming in for the run. I'm like, well, shoot, the wind's now in our face yeah. over here, and I know it's cracking over there. But I think what it is is, you know, when you get trades that are that strong, they blow through the passes. So right there, you're getting it where it's blowing through um, Mauna Kea and Kohala Mountain, just screaming right through. Then you go around Kohala Mountain. Now you got your typical trades coming in this way. As you're coming back and the trades are building throughout the day, now the trades start going around Mauna Loa and wrapping around the island and coming back back into Kona. And so that, I think that's what you were experiencing. Yeah, that's definitely what I experienced. I mean, I've never been on a course where, you know, I had the, the wind in my face going out and I was thinking, man, I'm going to haul ass on the way back. And right. I still got it in my face, you know? So, right. Anyway, but, but it's yeah. tough because it's a sideways wind too. Yeah. yeah. So, that's even worse. Yeah. Just trying to stay upright on your bike had to be yeah. tough. Yeah. And I normally roll with a a solid disc on my back wheel. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys have all seen those, but sure. it's the solid disc, and around here the winds are so strong they won't even let us use them. Wow! So that's yeah. You got to have some kind of airflow going through there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Um, uh, what'd you end up pacing out on on your on your bike? I think it was right around like fifteen miles an hour, and I was pretty dang happy with it. Yeah, because I was looking at the pros, and they were. They were averaging somewhere between 24 and 30. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And guys, I had to follow those guys all day long. And I was like, okay, they're going to be a little while. And the next thing you know, they're boom, right there in your face. And yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Those guys are crazy, man. They're pumping out like 600 watts in their bike. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. And um, we had one girl, uh, the girls, I, I, the top, girls were literally passing a lot of the pro guys it was pretty crazy and they started 10 minutes behind them so i was i was pretty blown away with that yeah some of those girls are a lot of them are just as fast as a lot of those pro men oh yeah that girl that won her name was daniela and um she's three time winner yep three times 30 years old and then lucy uh was right behind her i can't remember what Lucy's last name is, but um, she, you know, first time winner or second place, first time Ironman came in second place and she's 24 years old. Yeah, she killed the swim. She killed it. Well, she was leading most of the everything. Yeah. And then just kind of fell back during the run. Yeah. So. Yeah, that Daniela, she's a really, really strong runner. Yeah, really strong. So it was pretty amazing. We got a little gecko coming to visit us right here. 
<laughs> you, you don't get those in Texas, do no, you? No, we don't get those at all. <laughs> <laughs> they're good to eat, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah. If Stick you can them catch on a them. little... Oh, they're super easy to catch. Put them on those little sh uh, shish kebab yeah. things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stack up like four or five of those things. Throw them on the grill. <laughs> little terry sauce. <laughs> but you got to cook them good because they carry salmonella. Oh. So it's kind of like a chicken. Yeah, that's kind of the way I got my, my ghee and beret. Yeah? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eating geckos? No, uh, not geckos, but uh, I guess it was, yeah, it was a piece of chicken, I guess. That's really? What I it down to. Yeah, I was, uh, I was doing jury duty uh -huh. at uh, the courthouse. I was like, man, I'm not going to leave this place. i got to go through security again or whatever. I'll just go down to the, the cafeteria down there and just get a grilled chicken. And right. That's the only thing I could nail it down to. So. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. You know, chicken kicked my ass once. I was uh, living in China, mainland China, building golf courses at the time. And I was in a town um, right outside. Uh, so there's Hong Kong and then mainland China, border city called Shenzhen. I'm another an hour and a half outside of that and in a town called Guanlan. And a uh, typhoon was coming in. And me and my girlfriend at the time, we were like, let's get the hell out of here. My boss said, look, dude, we're going to shut everything down. Just go somewhere and go surf, you know, for a week or two, you know. So I was like, hell yeah. So we freaking made it all the way to Hong Kong. We looked at the flights and said, okay, the next flight leaving out of here, that's the one we're going to get on. And it was going to Jakarta. So we jumped on that, uh, drove all over Java and came back. We knew we had to go home. And our last night in Jakarta, we saw Chili's restaurant. And so we were like, oh, my God, American food, Southwest even, you know, we want cheese. We want, you know, Mexican-style food. And so we go in there, we order chicken quesadillas and chicken fajitas. And it was so good, dude. And we get back to the hotel, all of a sudden my girlfriend was like, oh, my stomach is killing me. And she goes to the bathroom. She's like, I've got diarrhea really, really bad. And I'm like, okay, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, I'm still young, you know, and um, and then, boom, it's just nonstop with her. I was like, holy shit. Well, we go to bed. We had an early flight in the morning and uh, wake up, and then, boom, it hits me. And I'm like, holy crap. We still got a four, six-hour, I can't remember what it was, from Jakarta to Hong Kong, flight back, and uh, it's a packed, packed plane. Okay, it was so packed, and we had the worst seats, and we pretty much spent most of our time in the toilet. It was so bad, but uh, make a long story short, we ended up getting back to China. Two weeks into it, we're about dying. Finally find a doctor in Hong Kong. Uh, I make it there. She couldn't even make it, and come to find out we had uh, amoebic, like the gnarliest amoebic dysentery from chicken yeah just about killed us so i'm pretty pretty wary about my chicken where it comes from how i cook it yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i know how you're feeling yeah i pretty much well uh, i don't know how you're feeling yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i make sure it's pretty cooked same with uh any meat really i yeah. just man it's well done for me it's, is it yeah Wow. Yeah, I don't take any chances anymore. I mean, I still love meat. I'm coming from Nebraska. I'm a meat and, meat and potato guy, so. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a big hunter. So, um, you know, I love my venison just seared, and uh, it's so good. Nice backstrap on the grill, you know. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah, super good. So. Now, um, you started doing all kinds of uh of cool stuff you you know you're going to school you're you're a motivational speaker as well too yeah um i've been doing that for a couple of years now uh -huh. um i was just asked from my my kid's school right he's 18 at the well he's 18 now but uh back when he was about 12 he asked me to come to school and talk to his his buddies right yeah so i started out that way and then it just kind of grew from there but yeah i go all the way all around the country and talk to kids and in fact when i got here um i'd been here a day and i went up to the middle school here and 
Kona and talk to those kids, the eighth graders. and Yeah, like in the gymnasium and stuff. Uh, and they have some kind of music playing and you come yeah, running yeah, in yeah, yeah. all in your the little Iron Man. Band. Yeah, right, right. In the spandex. <laughs> <laughs> Banana hammocks hanging yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So I spoke to the eighth graders when I got here and then uh, I finished up and they, they asked me to come back after the race and speak to the younger ones. So right. that's pretty cool. Now, what do you, uh, how does your motivational <laughs> speech usually go uh, you know how here we'll start it off for you and now here comes brad kelly yeah everybody give a big round of applause for brad kelly <laughs> you come in you're raising your arms just like rocky yeah everybody what's up and then brad kelly jumps up on first stage. question i ask these kids man what would you do if you were told right now you would never walk normal again and it pretty much just hits them Right on the spot. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's something that they never think oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. don't even think about it at all. And so Most then, people don't. No, no. I mean, I never thought it happened to me. And, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, man, you go through life and and you just think things are just going to be out grand and then something hits you like that. I mean, it's like totally, totally changes your life, man. Sure. It's like, I don't know. But, yeah, I go in there and just kind of tell these kids, look, man, you got to live your life and follow your dreams and everything else. And, mm -hmm. And uh, most of these kids afterwards will come in and say, man, I want to do an Iron Man when I get a little bit older. So yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, these kids come up and give me little, you know, notes and stuff. Hey, man, I loved your speech or whatever. But it's it's pretty cool, man. I, I mean, I love speaking to the middle school and high school kids. That's kind of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're a little bit more loving than these damn high school kids. Yeah, yeah. Those guys just want to, hey, fuck off. Yeah. Where's the joint? Where's the break? <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, my, my son's a high schooler, so I know he's a cool kid. Yeah. 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 But um, no, that's really, really cool, dude. How, how did your family take it when this happened to you? Uh, was it know, pretty devastating? Did they run from Nebraska, come help you out? Were they there for you? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. I mean, I got, I had awesome parents and, um, I got three brothers, so all of them kind of came running and they mm. were like, man, whatever we can do to help. But, you yeah. know, they stayed for a couple of weeks and then they, sure. they saw me take off in a wheelchair and said, oh, you're okay, man. You right. Know, so right. I think you can make it from here. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. That's but good. they've also been a huge support for you as well. I, I know you've had your family here for the Ironman as well, and yeah. they were out there just cheering you on. And, uh, same with a bunch of other friends that you've made out here. And yeah. So it's got to be a pretty cool feeling. It is a pretty cool feeling, man. I had uh, had my parents or my, my dad. My, my mom passed away in 2012. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but... Uh, yeah, she passed away in 2012, and I kind of did it in memory of her, too, so it was kind of cool. But mm -hmm. that's one of the last things I asked her in the hospital is, uh, you going to Kona, you know, when I make it? And, right. Because it's really kind of a, it's a big thing for a triathlete. It's kind of the pinnacle of the triathlon sure, world is absolutely. to make it to Kona Ironman, you know? And I never dreamed I'd make it here when I first started out doing these triathlons and stuff. Yeah. And so for me to even be here, you know, not being able to walk. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not fast by any means. I just keep on going. I don't ever quit, you know? Right. And, and that's the key for yeah, everything in yeah, life. Yeah. Don't quit. Yeah, it is. It is big time. And that's, that's one of the things in my motivational speaking that I try to tell these kids too, man, never, ever give up, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. You just you hear too much about kids going through life and they, you know, come up with one, one little obstacle and, you know, they just, ah, uh, you know, the same for me. No, yeah, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, a lot of parents enable their kids to do that as well. Yeah. I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, she told me her parents just, you know, were the first one to say, oh, you don't like it? Oh, okay, don't worry. Don't do it. You know? And they'd fork out a bunch of money, yeah. and then, oh, yeah, no worries. You don't like it? Don't do it. Go do something else. Yeah. No. No. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, that's pretty tough. I mean, it's, I just said, uh, and my mom and dad, you know, they always just told me never to, never quit. I mean, right. that was, that, that was the big thing they always said to me, man. When I was wrestling, I mean, there were times I wanted to just, hey man, give up, just let this guy right. bloody nose or whatever I had, you know. But, 
But I've done Ironmans with uh, the broken shoulders, broken feet, stitches really? in my feet. I mean, I just... From eating shit on your bike or something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I've uh, seen a lot of that happen during this race. Yeah, uh, I didn't see much of it this race, but you probably saw more of it being behind the camera and stuff. Right. But... Dude, it's amazing because, you know, these guys, they... Um, they automatically think, okay, well, this is the biggest race in the world. It's a closed race. There isn't going to be cars on the freaking road. There's going to be people running across the freaking road. Um, I could just race my bike and run through, and especially in downtown Kona, what they call the hot corner. Um, dude, that's gnarly. You know, you've got three different directions where everything's coming. You've got Kona has 90,000 people on the Big Island. Okay, uh, then we get another additional hundred plus thousand people come to Kona for the Ironman. It's a madhouse, so the streets are packed. And I was watching this bike come down the hill towards the hot corner, and these three freaking people just walk across the road and almost literally would he would have not just sent himself, but all three of those people to the hospital. He was going so fast. Missed him by a fraction of an inch. He's screaming. I was like, holy shit. Then you see another one down over by the harbor. And uh, this guy just end over end, just flip-flopping everywhere. You know, strawberries ripped all over the body. And uh, thank God they're wearing helmets. And then there's the car accidents. You know, pre-race. Yeah. I heard okay. Too. During yeah. the training. Yep. Um, and that's one of the things is if there's a lot of Ironman people that, that are listening to this podcast, please, when you, uh, come to Kona, you know, we give you the respect, give us the respect back. Cause it's a small town and there's shitloads of people and we all got to be on the same roads at the same time. And a lot of people come from different countries that are used to being on opposite sides of the road or whatever. But a lot of people just come in here with an arrogance that, Hey, I'm a freaking Ironman. And um, you guys, it doesn't matter if I'm driving in the middle of the road or not. You guys need to respect me. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's kind of a two-way street here, you know. And so a lot of accidents happen that way. And, and, um, and that's kind of what happened with that accident last week where, um, you know, the guy ran through a, um, a deal and didn't, as the car was turning, and T-boned it and... Blam. Because I see a lot of them, stop signs and red lights, they just blow right through them. They don't even care. Yeah. And this is pre-training. Right. Well, and to the or this year they had the contest. construction, too, going on sure. in the Queen K, oh. so that didn't help at all either. I mean, no, it's totally backed no. up, and people are just trying. I mean, I know what it's like to have the mindset of an Iron Man and stuff, but, I mean, yeah. at a certain point, it's like you say, man, you got to have the respect of wherever you're at. Yeah. And especially right there in the Queen K with all that construction. I mean, it's one lane anyway. Right. And, you know, the bike's lane a little bit smaller and everything else. Yeah. Well, I know there was another one up in Waikoloa um, where a cop, you know, they, you got these cops at certain intersections and they try to close everything off, yeah. keep everybody off. But there's certain areas where, you know, once again, we're a small island. We don't have all these big roads everywhere. And so it's this road's going to take you to that side of the island. If you can't get down there, you're screwed, you know. Yeah. And uh, so the cops will monitor certain areas, and they have to time it between bikers, you know, which is tough sometimes because you can't judge that speed of that biker coming through. And one guy may be going 15 miles an hour. Another guy's going 30 miles an hour. And so the cop tried to time it and let a car through him. Bam, T-bone. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty heavy. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. But yeah. uh, I I did hear about the one pre-race. The there's a professional actually, and yeah. that was the one that went out. He so, was one of the ones slotted to win. Yeah, they said he was going to be a contender. I know that. Yeah, yeah, he's done it multiple, multiple times. And I think he's actually won it before. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if he had or not, but yeah, I know who exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So now that you've done the 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 Kona Man Kona Iron Man World Championships, the top of the top. Okay. What's your goal next? Um, Are you going to do this one again? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to do it again. In fact, uh, you know, I've been telling people I'd love to come back here, even if I'm I'm not in the race. It's just that type of environment. I mean, it's right. awesome here. Um, but I've I've done some ultra triathlons too. So uh -huh. you know, I just did an Ironman, two point four mile swim, one hundred and twelve miles on my bike, and then ran a marathon. Um, I've done some ultra ultra distance triathlons. What's too, an so. ultra? 
So an ultra is uh, like a double and triple that distance. So you just double, go triple an Ironman. Yeah, yeah. This Ironman or uh, a regular Ironman? A regular Ironman, but it's the Which same is, distance. So right. every every Ironman is the same distance. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This so, is just the most gnarly environment. Yeah. This yeah. is the one that everybody tries to get to, and they know that, hey, man, if, if you can do this one, you've you've kind of conquered the, the right. Ironman thing. Now, so. do you know the history of the Ironman, how it started? I do, yeah. Because it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. In 1978, those 15 guys that... Uh, All military guys, yeah. like Navy SEALs, yeah. who's the best yes. of the best, yes. yeah. you know? It's a cool story. It's a really, really cool yeah. story. Yeah. And one day we'll have to get into that, but... Um, yeah, that's it's such a cool story. Yeah. So the the ultra distance is uh like if I do a double Ironman, that's like a 4.8 mile swim uh -huh. and then I go 224 miles on my bike and run two marathons back to back. Wow. So I've done uh three of those and then uh You're a fucking nut, dude. It's kind of crazy. It's a little stupidity it up there. Crazy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So and then uh you know, I do the did a triple. Couple. Oh, wait a sec. Hey, catch that right there falling out of your ear. That screw just fell out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy ass fucker. <laughs> You're all looking. Wait a sec. Hey, what's falling out of my ear? maybe there's a man? gecko in there or something. <laughs> no, it's screw loose, bro. It just finally fell out. <laughs> so, yeah, did uh, did a couple of those doubles, and I decided that I was going to make the sky the limit. And uh -huh. I did a couple of triple Ironman, so that's God. the... The seven point two miles swim consecutive. Yeah, yeah. So you just keep on going. So the the double, the best time I've ever done for a double is uh, thirty five hours and three minutes. Holy crap! Yeah. With no breaks, no sleeping. Yeah, I mean you can get in little naps, but the time keeps going. So right. I get in little little naps, but. Uh, Do you ever find yourself falling asleep while you ride your bike? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done it a number of times. Yeah. A couple cracks. Yeah. Yeah. crashes it's it's all part of it i used to do that on my bulldozer all the time just <laughs> pass out till until i actually ran into my brand new car i bought a brand new durango and i, I was literally looking at it and then uh all of a sudden boom i passed out and then woke up and i was pushing the thing i was like holy shit <laughs> Red Bull, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> or not anymore. Red Bull is green, organic okay. energy oh, drink. Man, they're my sponsor. Now. I love them. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. So then I started doing those. I did a couple of those, and then I started going even more distances. So I did the triple. So that was like seven point two swim, three hundred thirty-six miles on my bike, and then three <sighs> marathons back to back. God, where was this at? That was in uh, Virginia. Wow. Done one in Florida and one in Virginia, but. And it's got to be super humid over there too. Uh. Yeah, well, the thing about Florida, the the, the worst one about that is, um, you know, you swim with the sharks and all the yeah. salt water here, but uh, you swim with the alligators in Florida. And there's a sign right there that says, "Hey, man," and you know, I'm a crappy swimmer, uh -huh. so we'll swim with <laughs> alligators. And you see the sign right there: "No lifeguard on duty." You know, don't swim in the dark water and. And you basically put your foot in there about six inches, and you can't even see your foot, man. Wow. So you, you know, there could be all kinds of alligators underneath you. And it's a, it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, Have you ever seen one? Yeah. While you were swimming? One. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah, it's, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we go out to the, the, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't help but swim a little faster. You stay there. You kind of look back a little bit. and But, uh, yeah, you go, you would, would go out to the turnaround buoy and... Um, when you go around to turn, there was one about 50 feet away, man. You could just see his really? little head lurking up, man. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, so the I, bet you, I bet you if it was a saltwater croc, you'd be eaten. Probably, but you know, it's, I don't know how the race director determines this, but he said those aren't the kind that, that, that eat you. So, right. you know, they're Florida alligators. And I was like, uh, I've heard it's of... It's like a caiman. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. no, the crocs are the freaking deadly, deadly ones. <laughs> but the bull sharks in Florida are freaking gnarly as hell. They are. Dude, yeah. those things live in freshwater. You know, they find them all the way up to like Chicago and stuff, all the way up the rivers. Yeah. Way, yeah. like Mississippi River, way up top. We have a lot of them down there by Galveston. Really? The bull shark. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. So. I bet. And that's like four hours away. If I want to get in a big ocean water swim, then that's probably... The best place for me to go. Uh huh. Now, what do you like to do for fun when you're not freaking training your ass off? <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure you find this is fun for you. I do. 
and that's that's probably the sickness inside. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just I go out and I really I just train all the time, man. Yeah, you don't go fishing. No, don't go, go fishing. No, no. no we don't. Oh, well, you're from Texas. Yeah, I'm so. from Texas. Yeah, if I was here really in Kona, I probably would go surfing or paddleboarding or something. I love that. But right. um, I do, I do go paddleboarding every once in a while. But uh, do you, yeah, do you do any stretching stuff like yoga or whatever? Um, just when I'm here in Kona. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a young girl, Megan Love. Yeah, that, we uh, talked about before yeah, our mutual yeah, friend. Yeah, that uh, that I go <clears throat> and do some yoga with. In fact, she took me to this, the most embarrassing yoga I've ever done. I think called <laughs> booty yoga. Booty yoga. Yeah, but uh, it's she, only embarrassing for us because yeah. you know, a we're not freaking great yoga guys, and uh, the way the girls are doing it in there, you know, it's kind of like. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's like being in a strip class. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, but I just kind of stayed back there in the corner and just Perfed. watched. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Cause we already talked about this, you know, yeah. Yeah. if you're in the front of the class, you're, you're gay. Yeah. Oh my God, let's do this. <laughs> and if you're in the back, you're kind of perving. So you got to put yourself somewhere in the middle or just don't even go to the freaking class. Yeah. Let yeah. the girls go. Hey, I'll pick you up after it's done, you know? Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, she put me in the back, so, I, you know, her to blame for that. Well, I have a couple of friends that invented that, and uh, it's so big now, so it's all over the world. Yeah, booty yoga is the shit. B-U-T-I yoga. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was worn out, man, after an hour and a half. I felt like I did Iron Man, you know, on that day, but... Right. <laughs> Have you ever done the hot yoga? Because it's kind of the same thing. I I never have done hot yoga. I've yeah. heard about it. Yeah, I know Joe Rogan does it all the time. And uh, he's like, dude, you can barely last five minutes in that yeah. thing, especially if you've never done it before. And he's always trying to bet his friends, hey, you got you to gotta go do this. Come on, we're going to do this. Yeah. They yeah. say it's really good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it. So when are you out of here? Um, I leave tonight. You leave tonight? Yeah, yeah. Back to Dallas? Back to Dallas, and I'll get, get back, back to in the, your truck. Back to the grind. Yeah, or you got a big uh, party at UPS waiting for you when you get back? Um, no, but there's some guys that are gonna throw a little get together. Yeah, yeah. So I had, a, I actually even had my boss from UPS come out here. Yeah, he was here for the day, and that's so and he cool. Took off. Yeah, he was pretty cool. So that's really good. What does he just jump on a UPS plane? Um, he can, yeah, but I don't. I don't think he did that for this one. Is I think his he's got family or something. He can get on standby tickets, so, yeah. so he was able to get that. But. You remember how Tom Hanks did that with FedEx? I did. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> he got stuck over there for a while, though. He got stuck for a while. <laughs> <laughs> lost his wife. Yeah. <laughs> lost it all. <laughs> yeah. Even that lost was, his freaking volleyball. No joke. <laughs> that was an awesome movie, though. Wasn't it? That was. An awesome that, movie. that was filmed in Fiji, where uh, we go down every year and go surf and one of my friends was his double in oh, that whole uh, scene where they were on the raft yeah remember yeah um and so it was actually filmed right there at cloud break and that's my friend john roseman is him and and when you're on the island that we stay at tavarua um you can uh actually see castaway island right out there so i've never actually been to the island itself but uh i see it all the time so, uh, do you ever get to travel all over the world? With Iron Man, I get to travel quite a bit, actually. And then with the motivational speaking and stuff, um, you know, I, I get to travel quite a lot. I, I, I love traveling. I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter where I go. I mean, it might just be I'm there for a couple of days or whatever, but um, just getting out of Dallas and getting out of sure. the grind of work and everything else, it's pretty cool. What's your next goal? So... Uh, my next goal, if I wouldn't have actually qualified and been here in this race, I would have been over in Switzerland doing a 10 Ironman race. It's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Check your ear again. <laughs> I see the other one falling out right now. <laughs> because I know where you're getting at this right now. It's a 10-time triathlon. Yeah, yeah. Ironman triathlon. 10-time yep. uh, triathlon or 10-time Ironman triathlon? 10-time Ironman triathlon. So you start out with a 24-mile swim. Okay. Well, that was the other screw that just <laughs> fell out of your head. Because <laughs> that sounds absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. How long does that take? Um, 
I'm hoping it'll finish. I'll finish in about 12 days. Wow. Yeah. So straight. Straight. Yeah. I mean, I'll get some rest in there, but. Well, like two, three hours here, two, three hours there. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. So it's a, it's a 24 mile swim, 1120 miles on my bike. And then I go 10 marathons back to back, 262 miles. All through the Swiss Alps and everywhere. Um, it kind of goes in a loop. Okay. So, you know, you got your support team. It, the way the ultras work is you got your little support team. Like the bike loop is about... It's not like a Tour de France. No, okay. no, no. So you get your like a 10 mile loop on the bike and then you get about a three mile, two or three mile loop on the run. So that way you always come back to your, your support and, you know, they got your... Right, your goods for you. So, wow, pretty cool. Wow, that's heavy. Now, do you pack like food on your bike, or yeah. have a fanny pack, or something? When uh, you I've got rid of the fanny pack a while ago, but um, yeah. but the uh, no, I pack stuff on my bike. Yeah, and then, there's nothing uh, wrong with a fanny pack, dude. Hey, man, I'm not dishing you for that. They just came out with these new ones that actually look like a uh, skin. So it looks like a like you have a big old gut belly with a belly button and everything. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty cool. Looking. <laughs> Might want to get one of those. That's <laughs> you use that in the in the airports too, right? You wouldn't oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, look at this fat bastard!" <laughs> Little do they know what you got in there, right? Right. <laughs> Till the dog comes sniffing exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that just smells like ass. <laughs> but no, that's really cool, dude. Um, I'm really, really stoked for you. You are a gnarly motherfucker, and uh, you know you're going around. You're being an incredible motivational inspiration for everyone. And uh, we're just super, super proud of you, dude. And a big, big congratulations. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I just I set my goals high and I just try to achieve them. And, uh, you know, one of the other things that I always tell those kids is, man, if you don't try something, it's true with anything, man. Some of these people are even afraid to go out there on the surfboard. My brother was afraid to go out on a surfboard while mm-hmm. he was here. I was like, Chris, just go, you know, go just try it, it, man. Right. I mean, you aren't going to do anything if you don't try it. So yeah, you never know. It may be your calling. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know if it'd be his calling. He's, you know, 100 pounds overweight. It might be a little <laughs> bit tough, but hey, you never right. know. Yeah, but it might get his ass in shape. Exactly, exactly. So you yeah. just, you never know who the next Kelly Slater is, so. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. Um, where can everyone find you at? So um, you can find me on uh, Facebook at wheelchair to Iron Man. Okay. And then uh, on Instagram, Iron Man BK. Okay. And then on Twitter also, Iron Man BK. Do you have a website? I do. Um, it's uh, wheelchair to ironman.com. Okay. Sounds good. We'll have links to all that on my website as well. Um, Brad, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for taking time out and uh, sitting down with me. With me, And I know you like sitting right now. I do. Yeah. like sitting a lot right now. I, <laughs> I, surprisingly, I'm not that sore, but I, there's certain parts of my legs that uh, it feels good to sit down. So. Right. Right. I know I sit down for a while and uh, it's just too much for me. Yeah. I know if I stand up too long, it's too much for me. So, <laughs> Either way, you don't I win, sound right? more like a, I would rather be laying down. How old are you? A, <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> but no, once again, thanks for being on the show. And uh, glad to uh, have you on. And we want to get you back out here for the next one. And um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, a hooey ho. Thanks, Brad, for being on the show, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget you can find me on all social media, such as uh, Facebook at uh, Dozer Dave Barnett and uh, Doz Knows. On Instagram at Dozer Dave and Doz Knows Podcast. On Twitter at Dozer Dave Knows. And, of course, go to my website, uh, dozenose.com, where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests and links to all of our sponsors that offer all kinds of killer promo deals. And speaking of our sponsors, um, this wouldn't happen without them, such as uh, our friends at Original Nutritionals. These guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. They're just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach 
working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com and grab what you need. And for listening, all you got to do is enter in promo code DOZENOSE and at checkout you get 15% off. So go check them out. Original Nutritionals. If you're ever over here in Kona, then your first stop should be um, Kona Boys. Uh, they've been serving up gear for island life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities and flooring, including uh, historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakikua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, and other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. You want to go swim in the Dolphins? Go rent you a stand-up paddleboard and go right off the pier, and there they are. Um, go check out Frank and Brock. Uh, they are the proprietors of that fine establishment. And um, tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. You'll get 15% off. Also, if you go check them out online um, at konaboys.com and punch in promo code Doe's Nose, you get 15% off. Um, they have two locations, one down in Kalakekua and one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. So that's Kona Boys. Kona Boys is the spot when you come to Kona. <laughs> um, Oakley sunglasses. Uh, you guys definitely need these to protect your eyeballs. Their prism lenses are insane. They have so many different models. Um, they just came out with some new uh, the fishing lenses. Uh, they have a deep water and a shallow water prism lens. They have golf prism lenses, daily prism lenses. They're badass. Go check them out at oakley.com. Um, if you're ever over in Venice Beach, go check out Deuce Gym. And these guys will customize a workout for you, whether you're 8 or 80, whether you're into cardio, strength training, CrossFit, um, or just trying to get healthy, man. Go check these guys out. DeuceGym.com. Um, tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. Um, once again, if you're in, in uh, Hawaii, you're over here in Kona, you want to catch that 1,000-pound marlin you always dreamt of, call Captain Trevor Child, man. He is the man at Maverick Sport Fishing. Um, you can find him at MaverickSportFishingKona.com or give him a shout. Book your charter for your upcoming vacation at 808-896-7985. They specialize in half-day, three-quarter-day, full-day, and overnight charters. They're pretty freaking awesome. Um, you guys need some energy in your life? <laughs> How about some good organic energy? That's right. Green organic energy drink. These guys are legit. They're based out of Oahu. Uh, their mission is to help support healthy and active lifestyles with their kick-ass beverage. Um, green is uh, the every is the go-to beverage for surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. Their certified organic brew contains powerful green tea to uh, give you that natural boost, hydrated coconut water to keep you going strong, and kale to keep your body loaded up with the phytonutrients that you need. Um, look, guys, if you haven't tried green yet, then you're missing out. Uh, but the good news is. Uh, the people at Green believe in the product so much, and so do I, that they're willing to let you try it for free. Go to their website, um, that's drinkgreenenergy.com, and use the promo code DOZER3 and get a three-can trial pack for free. You just pay the flat rate USPS postage to get the cans delivered to your door. This stuff sells for around three bucks a can in the stores. So here's your chance to get three for free, and you can find out firsthand what makes this beverage so badass, and um, I love the way it makes me feel, and I'm confident you will too. So go check them out, Green Organic Energy Drink. Mogulele Airlines is a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible with over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mogulele Airlines? They also have great tours that leave out of Kapalua over on Maui where you can uh, go check out the sea cliffs, the high sea cliffs in the world off Molokai or 
take a plane and do a uh, fly through the crater and Haleakala all around Maui and then head over to the Big Island and check out the valleys and our gigantinormous summits of Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea and then finish off down at the volcano. <laughs> it's an amazing tour, i got to tell you right now. Go check them out at mokalele.com. You can find them on Facebook at Mokalele Twitter, Mokalele Air, Instagram at Mokalele Airlines. Um, Hurley Clothing, best, best surf gear, snow gear, whatever you want. Um, that's Hurley. Uh, you, they have all the top pros in there from John John Florence, Chris Amore, a lot more. Hurley is the brand of now and tomorrow for surfers and anyone else getting interested in getting in the water. Go check them out at Hurley.com. GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport, GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer. GoPro enables the world to capture share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go check them out at GoPro.com, or you can find them on all social media, such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn. Don't forget, they have a deal going out right now that if you buy the Karma drone, um, they'll throw in a free battery. That's a $100 value, so it's a pretty good deal. Um, they just came out with the new Hero 6, which is badass. It's actually got zoom on it. Um, and then next month they're coming out uh, with a new Fusion camera, which I'm really, really excited about. Can't wait to try that thing out. 360 degrees in all directions. Yeah, it's going to be sick, man. So um, go check out GoPro. Um, Ultimate Predator gear. They uh, have the best decoys on the planet. You know, you, these things are all set up so you can mount them right onto your bow if you're an archer and walk around and pretend like you're the animal. So when the animal looks at you, all they see is another animal looking back and you can sneak up really, really close on these guys. You can find them on all social media as well, such as uh, right at Ultimate Predator and um, or go to their website, ultimatepredatorgear.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, until next time, a hooey ho. If you don't know, now you those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know.